0: Let's open our Bibles, Matthew chapter 6, believe it or not we're into the second chapter of the Sermon on the Mount, for real. We uh, looked last time at these ideas of revenge and retaliation, retribution, but Jesus says you know, he takes it to a whole different level about love for our enemies, how we respond to the insults to the injuries, to the inconveniences of this life, how we respond to these things. And Paul said in Romans 12, we read it there, overcome evil with good. It's not a natural thing. It's not a natural thing. It's a supernatural thing. And the sooner we realize that it's a supernatural life that God has called us to, the sooner we realize that we need His Holy Spirit to be able to live the way He wants us to. We can't do it on our own. And he testified to that. So the the idea there was don't fight back, but love back and pray for those that attack and enemies. He says that we might be like our Father in heaven, aiming for His standards to be like Him. And we read in Philippians chapter 3, that very, very important passage where Paul says, you know, forgetting what's behind, straining towards what's ahead, I press on toward the goal. Yeah, we all blow it, and the things of the past, let them be the things of the past, but Let's go ahead, let's go forward. He says, aim for perfection there. Look in that last verse of chapter 5. Be perfect, therefore, as your heavenly Father is perfect. We're not going to totally attain that in this life, but we need to strive. We need to work at We need to uh, stretch ahead, press on ahead toward the goal. Now today, uh, Jesus talks about three different things, giving, prayer, and fasting. Now these are all good things, right? Giving, prayer, and fasting. All good things that that, uh, the Bible talks a lot about in different ways. But again, Jesus, he, he just, he goes right to the heart because he goes to the motives of why we do these things and how we do these things and why and how we do them matter. Or matters. Or something like that. My English. Barbara's, where's Barbara? I need help. All good things. Let's look at verse 1, chapter 6. Be careful not to do your acts of righteousness before men, to be seen by them. If you do, you will have no reward from your Father in heaven. He says, be careful, the first thing in the NIV. I like those words, be careful. I remember my oldest brother used to say that to me. That was his kind of parting words always to me. Be careful. And I find myself saying the same thing. What does it mean? It means to watch out. It means to be careful, uh, care, pay attention, be watchful. He says, be careful not to do your acts of righteousness before men, to be seen by them. He's He's getting to the motive of why we do the things we do. He's not saying, don't do these things. They're all good things. We should be doing these things. But he says, watch how you do it. What's the motivation of your heart? What's the motivation of your life? He gives these three, three examples, as I've said, giving, praying, and fasting of, of acts of righteousness. And, and the question is, who do we do them for so that other people will see us and think how spiritual we are? Is that why we do what we do? So people will think that we really are so spiritual Let's look at the first one, number one, found in verse 2. He says, so when you give to the needy, do not announce it with trumpets as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and on the streets to to be honored by men. I tell you the truth, they have received their reward in full. This is a good thing, isn't it, giving? Giving to those in need, helping people who need help? It's a good thing. We should be doing it. He says when you do it. Found throughout the scripture, sharing with others what we have. In Deuteronomy 15, it says, There will always be poor people in the land. Therefore, I command you to be open-handed toward your brothers and toward the poor and needy in your land. So it's a good thing to give, he says. but, But when you do it, he says, Do not announce it with trumpets, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets. This is kind of what he's doing. What's the motivation? Why do we do what we do? And not only that, but how do we do it? We have a little trumpet in our back pocket that we, we, you know, the saying goes, what, you're going to blow your own horn? Let me get mine out. But we do that. We can do that, don't we? We want to make a big show of it, and that's what they were talking about here. This word hypocrite that he uses uh, uh, repeatedly, the, the Greek word, and I'm not a Greek scholar, but I can look things up, and I can read what other people say about it. And it says that this word means one acting a part or an actor who wears a mask. A hypocrite is someone who puts a mask on who acts like a certain part. So we can, you know, the hypocrites, he says, don't be like them. They've got the horn. They're acting like they're all spiritual. But you know what? It's not happening. There's not anything on the inside. It's a big show. Pretending to be something that we're not. Look how spiritual I am. Yet on the inside, no life. It, you know, I say this to people, and, and it's a very common saying, you know, do we have religion or do we have a relationship? People, you know, ask questions, uh, you know, what, how is your church any different from, you know, X kind of religion? And I say, well, you know, it's not about religion, it's about having a relationship with God. It's not about this, this show, this, the way you look and the way you, you know, you all act the same, you all look the same, you all use the same words. It's about a relationship with God, and and that's what's important. There was a guy in the 5th century. His name was Simeon Stylites. And he had some style, let me tell you. But this guy, Simeon Stylites, he lived on top of a pillar that was about 50 feet high in the air. He had a little platform up there, not a big platform, but a little one. He lived up there for like 37 years. 37 years he lived up there, he, you know, he was trying to be consecrated, he was trying to be holy. But when you go up onto a pillar in the middle of a, you know, area where people go through, and you're up there, and you're staying up there, what are you doing? You're drawing attention to what? To you, to yourself. Barclay, the commentator, he says that, that he was just delightfully conspicuous, even if not delightfully comfortable parading his religion before people who gaped and marveled. He had his reward from men, not God. Doubtless his pride was as high as his pillar. He should have read the Sermon on the Mount. It's got to be real. It's got to be personal. It's not an act, not to be seen by men. We do these things to be seen by others. Jesus said that when we do it like that, we have received our reward in full. We've received full payment. So do we want it now? Do we want to have it now from people or do we want to have it from God in His time, in His way? From the Father? Do we want just the rewards in this life or maybe God's rewards in the the life to come? There's a whole study we could do about rewards in heaven. There is certainly that concept. Now, Now let me make it clear though we don't get to heaven by what we do. And you can read about that 1 Corinthians chapter 3. We get in because of the the saving grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. That's how we get in. But having said that, it still matters how we live in this life. And if we live according to what God wants us to do in his ways, that God will reward us. God will bless us. I don't know what form those rewards will take. It doesn't really spell it out for us. Maybe, you know, you get a bigger mansion than the other guy. I don't know. But the fact is that it's true, and that's what the Bible talks about. So, do you want to have it now? Do you, want to, do you want to have the glory from men or do you want to receive from God? That's, that's what Jesus is, is getting at here in this passage. Look at verse 3. He says, he says there, but when you give, not if, but when you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your giving may be in secret. And then your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. It's kind of hard to do, isn't it? You've got to put some thought into it, some effort into it. For your right hand not to know what your left hand is doing. Now, we use that phrase, don't we? It's a common phrase in, in society. The right hand doesn't know what the left hand is doing. We use it in a way to say that, you know, those people don't know what they're doing down there. You know, they don't talk to each other. But Jesus is saying this is the way that it should be. The right hand not knowing what the left hand is doing and make a, make a, a point that you're not doing it you know, for everybody to see. Maybe confidentially, maybe private, maybe anonymous, as much as possible, helping people is a good thing, but not doing it for show. Not doing that everybody would see. He says, then your father who sees what's done in secret will reward you. Giving is a good thing. Giving to help the needy, giving to, to help support our fellowship and, and the, the outreach and the ministries that we have. We have a box, for example, in the back. We don't pass around. We don't have you come up and, and, and put a box here and let you, you know, parade up front and, and everybody's going to watch you to see if you have a real big check or just a little check. You know, It's between you and the Lord what you give. And God knows. He knows what your heart is. He knows what's going on. We have a little camera, though, that just focuses right on that box back there. And, you know, we kind of review it during the week to just see, you know, where you are with that whole thing. Not really. I just want to clear that up. I don't know who gives what. I I never have and I never want to, never will. Only those, you know, there are some that have to know they have to put them, you know, in the bank and take care of the business. A few people and to keep it accountable and do it right so there's no questions. But the Father is the one that we do it for. God sees and God knows and he, he rewards us. He takes care of us in His time, in His way, in this life, I believe, but also in the life to come and in heaven. That's what really counts. C.H. Spurgeon was a preacher in, in England um, about 100 years ago or so. And he said this, Let us hide away our charity. Yes, hide it even from ourselves. Give so often... And so much as a matter of course that you no more take note that you have helped the poor than that you have eaten your regular meals. Do your alms without even whispering to yourself, how generous I am. Do not thus attempt to reward yourself. Leave the matter with God who never fails to see, to record, and to reward. This is the bread which eaten by stealth is sweeter than the banquets of kings. How can I indulge myself today with this delightful luxury? That's sweet, isn't it? But about Charles Spurgeon, someone else wrote this, about him and his wife. There was a story that said that that, uh, they had chickens. And they would sell the eggs. They would refuse. They wouldn't give them away. They refused to give the chickens eggs away. And even relatives, they said, no, you can have them if you pay for them. And so a lot of people, you know, they called them greedy and grasping, and, and they just accepted the criticism without defending themselves. And, and it says, only after Mrs. Spurgeon died was the full story revealed that all the profits from the sale of eggs went to support two elderly widows. But because the Spurgeons were unwilling to let their left hand know what the right hand was doing, they endured the attacks in silence. They just did it. They didn't want everybody to know. They even got attacked for what they were doing, but they just... They they just went on and did what they needed to do. Number one, giving. Number two, prayer. Look at verse 5. And when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray, standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by men. I tell you the truth, they have received their reward in full. Prayer is a good thing, is it not? Prayer is a great thing. Praying, you know, just having a conversation with God, talking to God. Talking to our Creator, having a relationship with Him, as I've said, and and we talk to Him. But He says, you know, don't be like the hypocrites just making an act. They're they're doing it to be seen by men. Ultimately, it's between us and God. Why do others need to see? These hypocrites, these Pharisees, the religious ones, it says that they would would time it. There were certain times of prayer that they would pray along a schedule. And they would time it so that they could be in a very public place when that time of prayer came. They knew they had to pray, but they would time it so that it would be out there on the corner so that everybody could see them and they were so spiritual. Jesus said in Mark 12, you know, watch out for the, those teachers of the law. They like to walk around in flowing robes and be greeted in the marketplaces, have the most important seats in the synagogues. And the places of honor at banquet says they devour widows' houses and for a show make lengthy prayers. Such men will be punished most severely. Jesus didn't pull any punches, you know. Is it just for show? Is that what we pray for? Is that what we do? I was thinking about this. Yeah, we, we may not, you know, you know, do it. Though I've, I've, you know, been a Christian a long time. I've seen many times where people just prayed and they, they were praying like just so people could hear them. It wasn't from their heart. It was just like they had the words just perfect, just right. But I I see it more in in, in kinds of things where where you tell someone, you know, I was deep in prayer the other day, praying for you. Guys send out these letters, you know, I was deep in prayer for you, and they send them out to like 5 million people. I was deep in prayer for you, and God told me that you should send me $5,000. You know, we say things like that, you know. Well, God told me that I was praying, and God told me that. That really bothers me. Don't say it to me. I'm glad that you are praying, and I'm glad and believe that God will speak to you and t- and talk to you and tell you things. But you don't need to pray. You know, parade it around for everybody to see. God spoke to me, and He told me that I should be quiet what he told me. He says, look in verse 6, he says, but when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your Father who is unseen. Then your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. He says, when you pray, not if, he says, go into your room, close the door. King James Version says, go into your closet. The the word there used for room was used for it like a storeroom where, where treasures were kept, where they stored, you know, valuable things. And someone said this, there are treasures waiting for you in your prayer closet, in your prayer room, this place where it's just you and God. Do you have that place where it's just you? I know sometimes, you know, if you got you know family or or roommates and stuff it's hard to find that place where it's just you and god but but maybe it's in the middle of the night where everybody else is asleep maybe it's it is a closet where you can go there and sneak off to or maybe maybe you got to go into the bathroom and they you know they just think that you're just in the bathroom and they're pounding on the door yeah i'll be out in a minute He says, your father who's unseen, he sees. He sees what's done in secret. He says, he will reward you. Jesus did, this, did it as well. You know, I want to make it clear, though, that public praying is not a bad thing. It's all throughout the Bible as well. And, and we, pr- we pray in public here, you know, many times on a Sunday morning. That's not a bad thing. But if, we, if that's all we do, and we never pray in private, in secret, well, that's just a show then, isn't it? It's not real. It's not, it's not a, an outflow of a, of, a, of a kind of a prayer relationship that we have with God. See what I mean? It's just, that's all you do as a public thing and a, and a show thing. Jesus did both, did he not? He prayed. He prayed to the Father in front of people. But it also says that, you know, early in the morning, while it was still dark, he got up, he left the house, he went off to a solitary place where he prayed. He went off by himself. He had that place that closet, that room where the treasures were kept. The Father who sees it will reward you. We're going to jump ahead to verse 16. We're going to come back to the, this, what's called the Lord's Prayer. We're going to come back to that next time. Number three, though, fasting. Verse 16, when you fast... Do not look somber as the hypocrites do, for they disfigure their faces to show men they are fasting. I tell you the truth, they have received their reward in full. Again, the same principle all throughout. Fasting is a good thing, is it not? Is it a good thing? Some of you know what I'm talking about. Some of you maybe aren't quite sure what it is. Fasting is basically simply going without, typically going without food so that you might focus more fully on on God and pray. And read his word and 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 wait upon him. Maybe there's some huge thing in your life and you need to you need to just set this time aside to fast and, and let go of, of things so that you might seek the Lord. It's a spiritual discipline. But he says, when you do it, don't look, don't put on the the show like the hypocrites do. They they would put, you know, like ashes and dirt all over their head. To show men, to put on a show. He says, you've got your reward if that's what it's all about. If that's what you want is the, the, the recognition of men, well, you got it. It's yours, but that's all you're going to get. That's all you're going to get. Verse 17, he says, But when you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face, so that it, so that it will not be obvious to men that you are fasting, but only to your Father who is unseen, and your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. He says, put oil on your head, and you say, well, that's, that's kind of weird. Why would you do that? Well, that's what they did back then, and that was kind of a hygienic thing, I guess. They'd put oil on their heads, and they didn't have showers, you know, go take a shower every day or whatever, C- keep themselves fresh. They would put oil on their heads. They would wash their faces. Don't you know, go around and show everybody. If if you want to spend some time fasting, you don't need to tell everybody in the world. You don't need to put a big sign on your chest, yo, I'm fasting. You might might as well just put a sign that says, you know, I'm so spiritual. And I fast. Yes. I was fasting last week for about 10 minutes. (laughs) Truth be known. You know, now I'm going to go on a 30-day fast. He says, try to look normal. Try to act normal. Don't draw attention to yourself. God knows what you're doing. It's all about reaching God. It's not about telling everybody else. It's about reaching Him and, and, and drawing near to Him. You might need to let someone know, you know, in this particular case, maybe whoever you live with, they might need to know if you don't show up to the dinner table or whatever, you might need to say something but even that is how do you how do you say it well listen I, I feel like I need to spend some time and, and 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 not eat and fast or do you say the Lord has called me to fast and I will be fasting now please save my food how we do it why we do it these are the important things Someone said this that the most important part of a Christian's life is the part that only God sees. That's what really matters. It's our Father in heaven. And and I don't know if you notice this, but through these verses, you, you see this word Father, your Father. Your Father in heaven. Repeated over. This is the one who we serve. This is the one who we, you know, do these things for. We give Because we love him. We want to serve him. We pray to him. We fast so that we can spend more time with him. He's the best father that one could ever have. I have to inject that here. Maybe we'll talk about that next week when when we look at the Lord's Prayer, our Father in heaven. But the Lord said to Israel, in Isaiah 49, it says, You are my servant Israel, in whom I will display my splendor. But I said... Israel said, I have labored to no purpose. I have spent my strength in vain and for nothing. Yet, what is due me is in the Lord's hand, and my reward is with my God. It comes from Him. That's what matters. One of the most awesome verses in the book of Genesis, though there's, every verse is awesome there, but, but in Genesis 15, the ver- uh, verse 1, it says this, the, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision, And God said to Abram, do not be afraid. He said, I am your shield, your very great reward. God himself is our reward. You know, we do these things. God will reward us. Well, I think one of the biggest parts of that is he will reward us with himself, with more of himself in our lives, in our our relationship with him. And that's what I want. I want more of him. I don't need more of people. I got enough of people i got enough of myself. I need more of him. That's what makes this life worth living. More of him and the life to come, of course, when we see him face to face. So what's in our hearts? What kind of motives do we have? Do we just want a, a, acknowledgement? Do we want recognition? Do we want applause? Or do we just want to quietly serve the Lord and love our Father? Are we, are we just acting the part or... Or, or, or do we have that spiritual life within us that's real? It's true. Anonymous, Someone said this anonymously, and maybe that's why they did it. According to what we've been talking about here, he says, would I still do this, asking himself about things that we do. He says, would I still do this if no one ever knew that I did it? If no one would ever know that I did it, would I still do this? That's a good question. Would I still pray if no one would know about it? Would I still give to help someone if no one would ever find out about it? Would I still fast if no one in the world ever knew that I did that? Let's turn to Colossians chapter 3. We're going to close with these words, and then we'll, we're going to have communion here in just a few minutes. Colossians chapter 3, verse 23. And verse 24. It says, whatever you do, whatever you do, work at it with all your heart, as working for the Lord, not for men, since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward. It is the Lord Christ you are serving. As working for the Lord, not for men. Paul says in another place, he says, May I never boast except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. May I never boast in the cross except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. Let's pray together, shall we? Our gracious Heavenly Father, we come and we pray. We've been talking about giving and prayer and fasting, and here we are praying. But Lord, you know our hearts. You know what's there and what isn't there. And we come and we lay aside those masks. We lay aside the, the show. We lay aside the, the act that perhaps we've been putting on. And, and we've, we've kidded people. We've, we've even kidded ourselves about how spiritual we are. The Lord, you see and you know the heart. You know my heart. You know each one of our hearts. I pray, Lord, you would revolutionize what goes on within us, that it would be radical, and that that we would receive more of you, more of you in our hearts and lives. That's what we want, Lord, more of you, less of me. That I might decrease, Lord, that you might increase in my life and in my heart. Father, we come to the cross this morning, and we we bow, we humble ourselves, we, we simply say thank you, Jesus, for dying, for paying the sin, for, the, for my sin. Thank you, Jesus, that you defeated sin and its penalty. You defeated death when you rose from the dead. And you gave it to us as a free gift that, that anyone who simply receives, who believes and receives, will have eternal life. We thank you for that cross, Lord. We're humbled by it. I pray for any here this morning, Lord, before we partake, that that they would know, that they know, that they know, that they have surrendered to you and said, Jesus, I'm tired of trying to pretend and I let you in. Jesus, have your way. Jesus, have your way. Be the Lord in my life today, Lord. Hear our prayer, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen.